Hello, friends, and welcome to the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. This is your host, Dr. B, your lifestyle engineer. In this podcast, we help you escape the rat race and find purpose-led, meaningful work. We help you design systems that make it easy for you to succeed. We give you tools and strategies to build your productivity to free your time and attention for the things that matter most. Live by design, not by default. Let's get it. Today, we're going to talk about Heart Attack Mondays, seven questions to ask to figure out if your work is killing you. This has been well documented. There are a lot of studies out there about the prevalence of heart attacks on Monday mornings. The one I'll refer to is in the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health. And this one I like because it's a meta-analysis. So it's not a study that they did, but they studied a whole bunch of other studies. And what they realized was that, yes, there was an excess of cardiovascular events on Mondays. And this occurred in multiple countries. So United States, through Europe, Australia. They did find that there were more heart attacks on Mondays than any other day of the week. So the question is, why? And that's not definitive. But we do suspect that the stress of the work week contributes to that. So what does this mean for you? It's time to ask some questions about whether your job is giving you stress that can actually kill you. Here are seven questions to ask yourself about your work. One, does your work excite you? Do you actually like what you do? And I'm talking about the work itself, right? Not the people that you work with or your boss, but the actual work. Does it excite you? That's question number one. Number two. Do you talk about your work? Do you talk about the work? Not the people, not your colleagues, not your boss. Do you talk about the work? Do you talk about it positively or negatively? When you tell your friends or your family about work today, how was work? Is it always negative? Is it always some bad thing that happened? You're so annoyed, something didn't go right? Or are you getting these moments of joy that you want to share because it's so exciting and so wonderful? Question three. How do you feel on a Sunday night? Do you get this feeling in the pit of your stomach of dread that the fun times are over and now you have to face Monday morning and this new work week? How do you feel on Monday mornings? Is there a sense of excitement? Are you thinking about the work in a positive way? Or is it just dread and drudgery and I hate this, I don't want to go? How do you feel at the end of your vacation? Is it a nice rest and relaxation and now you're ready to get back into the work? Or are you dreading it and thinking about what you're going back into and not wanting to ever leave this place and go back to work? Question four. Do you feel like you always need to escape? Is your vacation never enough? Is the weekend all that you look forward to? That's if you work a Monday to Friday, nine to five kind of job. So do you always feel that need to escape and you can't wait for Friday afternoon for you to get out as soon as you can? Are you always running away from work and trying to get out of as much as you can get out of? Question number five. This is a really good one. Do you make your life decisions around your work? Do you find yourself thinking about when to get married, when to have a baby, when to wean your baby, when you see your family, when you don't go to see your family based on your work? Are you always trying to work your vacations around work schedule or do you really get to do the things that you want to do? And this particular question is very relevant in the United States, especially since there is no paid parental leave nationally. Things like starting a family is a really big question. 
especially for the women, because there's an income consideration when you have to leave work and take, you know, your disability or whatever it is that you have, or if you work for a company that does have some kind of parental leave. And then there's a cost to not being there while you have this baby. When you do go back to work, you have to factor in childcare, which is extremely expensive in the United States. And because you go back to work so early relative to other countries, if you're nursing, you have to figure out what you're going to do. Do you continue to nurse and have to pump at work? Or do you stop nursing early so that you can go back to work and not have to worry about pumping? And these are really valid questions. And I don't think work should be the driving factor to these kinds of life decisions, but it's an unfortunate compromise that we have to make, especially in the United States. This is a source of stress for people, and work shouldn't be that stressful. Question six. Do you sleep well? Seriously, how do you sleep? Is it restful? Or are you tossing and turning with all these work issues plaguing your mind? When you come home from work, are you truly off or are you can or are you still on and still continue to be on your phone, answering emails, taking phone calls? That is stressful. The quality of sleep that you get can be a real indicator of your level of stress. And one of the things I found very useful is when I got a Fitbit that tracks my activity, the one that I have now actually attempts to, it's not always right, it attempts to track your sleep as well by your breathing, I guess, and heart rate. And then it can give you insights on how much sleep you got, how many times did you wake up, and those sorts of things. And it's very interesting because when you have data, you can actually see and compare that to what was going on in your life at the time. And now I think I've had over two years of data on not only my activity level, but my sleep. So that's something that you can also look at. If you do have one of these fitness watches that tracks your sleep, look at your sleep and see if you can identify patterns between what was going on at work and how well you were sleeping. And the last question we'll talk about is, are you okay with the time that you spend outside of work? Whether it be with your family or your interests, hobbies, whatever it is. Are you satisfied with that? Is that okay with you? At the end of the day, your family wants you. You absolutely need income. You need money to run your life. But foundationally, your family wants you, the person. And what's the point of going to work and spending all this time to bring an income to take care of your family and you don't get to see your family or spend quality time with them? That's not a sacrifice that you should have to make. And a concept that I find very useful here is the minimally enjoyable lifestyle concept that I spoke about on a previous podcast. It really asks you to think about, at minimum, what do you need to enjoy your life? What are the just bare essentials that really add value to your life and help you enjoy your life? If you focus on what were the times in my life that I was happiest, what were the times that brought me the most joy, and you look around at all the things that you have, you will find that they're not necessarily correlated. The things that tend to bring us the most joy and satisfaction, the things that we remember the most, are usually the experiences that we have and our family and the times that we spend together. You can build your minimally enjoyable lifestyle and figure out exactly how much income would it take to have that life. And it could involve minimalism, 
sort of downsizing your life, your home, your stuff, and how you spend your money and focus on just the things that add value. Having your ideal work doesn't always mean entrepreneurship. It doesn't always mean that you have to jump ship, cash out your 401k, spend out all your savings and go start a business. It could mean continuing to work, work for somebody else. If it's something that you enjoy, if you love the work, if you love the people that you serve, if it brings you happiness and excitement and it suits your passion, then go for it. But just make sure that you design it, that it's not just by default. So in designing your work, if you work for somebody else, make sure that that job, that work that you do suits your lifestyle. So the first thing is to clarify what that lifestyle is and then make sure you design your work around it. So make sure that you're maximizing and optimizing the job that you get for the person that you are and the things that you want to do. Something that I find people don't do enough is after we spend all this money and time going to school and getting new skills and experience, we don't always take the time to prepare well for the next job. So I suggest that you spend some time and energy getting professional review of your resumes and your your cover letters, getting coached on interviewing, and making sure that you negotiate the job that you want. Whether it's the time that you spend, if you can work from home at least part of the time, whether it's resources that you have in terms of assistance or working with other departments, or time off that you negotiate, these are all negotiable. So the most important thing is figuring out what you need and designing it so that Monday mornings are not full of dread and anxiety and stress. I'm not saying that every day you go into work smiling like you ate a banana sideways, but you should find some joy and excitement in what you do every day. Whatever you do next, make sure that you design it, that you engineer it, that you don't just let it happen. If it involves striking out on your own and building your own business or consultancy, Make sure you think it through and design it strong from the bottom up. Make sure you test your ideas. Make sure you build yourself some slack, some runway that you don't feel under pressure and don't make bad decisions. Even entrepreneurs can basically build themselves another bad job. We can get ourselves into work situations that we enjoy as little as what we were doing before. That's not the idea. So build it strong, test your ideas, and design the lifestyle that you want if you're going to become an entrepreneur or some kind of independent consultant. And if what you decide to do is continue to work for somebody else, whether it be in corporate America, nonprofit, make sure that that work works for you and your lifestyle. Make sure that you design it, that you engineer it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me on this episode and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We'll see you next time.